Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Terrible, terrible hurricane, very powerful, Category 4 right now, headed for the shores of Texas and Louisiana. Now, I can just tell you this. We have a home in Florida that's built the 210-mile-an-hour wind-resistant. Most people do not. And I would get the hell out of there if this hurricane were heading towards our area. And so I just want to encourage people who listen to this program and live in those areas to get out because it's going to hit around midnight. And if you plan to leave by then, it's too late and it's dark and you won't see anything anyway. It's actually getting quite late. So now's the time. Just my own little public service from my own experience. Kenosha, Wisconsin. Jacob Blake. My friend Stephen A. Smith wants to come on the program later today to talk about this and related matters. And I said, okay, let's do it. No problem at all. Very simple in my case. I'm for humanity. And I'm for justice. But I'm not for mob rule and mob justice. I'm for actual justice. And really, everybody ought to believe in this. Especially individuals who claim that there's no due process. Well, there should be due process for everybody. Whether you're a minority accused of of robbing a store, or whether you're a police officer. The video is part of the evidence, but as we see here, there was video and then there was more video. And so, it's not a matter of taking sides. And yet I watched ESPN for a half hour, 40 minutes today, and uh, there was a lot of talk about this. And the assumption was... 
without any discussion about due process, let's get all the facts. All we kept hearing, there was a man shot in the back seven times. Well, he was shot seven times. But there was no explanation of anything. Again, it's not a defense. But I think we owe it to our audiences to tell them more. And plus, the video shows that there's more. When you're reaching... In a, look, I'll discuss this with, uh, with my friend Stephen A. Uh, and he has an interesting take on whether the NBA should... Uh, some of these, these teams should be striking or whether they should be playing. Very, very interesting. That's an hour three. Now, I've told you behind this microphone that I was very, very concerned that when you have rioting and looting and arson, particularly when outsiders come in like Antifa and Black Lives Matter, people are going to defend themselves, people are going to defend their homes, particularly where there are, that you, you are permitted to own weapons. But even beyond that, You're going to also encourage crazies to come into your community. And not just on the left. There's going to be pushback of one sort or another. And that's exactly what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now two people are dead, one's injured. And even that is not exactly clear on what took place. You know, Blaze, the Blaze TV, the Blaze Media, we've had a correspondent in Kenosha, Wisconsin for the last three or four days. The Daily Caller, a guy by the name of Richie, who used to work on my program, to Levin TV. He's been there too. These are brave young men and brave women who are going into these places and taking video where the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, and others dare not go. And so you have people commenting, and by the way, ESPN too. You have people commenting on these things based on little pieces of information and so forth. I interviewed the Blaze TV correspondent. Elijah's a terrific guy. And we're going to air that tomorrow on Levin TV. And he spoke with this 17-year-old before there was any shooting. And even though there have been efforts on TV to say, you know, he said he's part of a militia and so forth and so on, when he spoke to him, there was no talk about a militia, no talk about overthrowing this, no talk about overthrowing that. He said he was there to defend people. It's just, uh, it's just shocking. Now, in my view, the Insurrection Act ought to be triggered. The United States military, first you federalize the National Guard, and if you need more, you need more. And they need to round up these hoodlums, honestly, most of whom are white, most of whom are college educated, but it doesn't matter what they are. They need to round them up and remove them from society. That's the only way this will stop. The, uh, the congressman who represents this area of Wisconsin, including Kenosha, he said on Fox last evening that the individuals who are doing this damage and doing this rioting are from outside the area. They came in from Chicago. So they're moving around. That's what they're doing. They're moving around. That's what they're doing. 
It's very sad. And so we have efforts like this from the left-wing media that really doesn't report on anything substantive. They just do this. BuzzFeed News. The Kenosha shooting suspect was in the front row of a Trump rally in January. Well, the man who shot Steve Scalise, he was a big Bernie Sanders supporter. You go to a rally with tens of thousands of people, you have no idea who the hell is there. When I have a book signing, I have no idea who the hell is there. But we also know that according to one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, which is an extremely violent organization, that their number one goal, and she said it, was to remove Donald Trump. So this game can be played with everybody. But Ellie Hall over at BuzzFeed, this is what they do. Amber Jameson, Tasneen Nashrullah. I don't know if it's him or not, but it's irrelevant too. All right, a couple of interesting things. A couple of interesting things. First of all, the Republican convention. Melania Trump was unbelievable. I was hanging on her every word, listening very, very carefully. So gracious, so classy a first lady. Brilliant, beautiful. She is able to speak five languages. She tells the immigrant story. It was mesmerizing, I thought. My wife and I were mesmerized. Absolutely terrific. And as I told you Monday, Monday evening, and it's funny what you hear in the, as Rush calls it, the echo chamber, Mr. Producer. I said, I'm not so much interested in the politicians. I'm more interested in the common folks who are giving the talk. Remember that? All throughout radio today. I don't listen to it. I get emails. You know, it's the lobsterman. You know, it's the Cuban guy. You know, it's, uh, it's the attorney general. It is, it is shocking how stupid so many people are in this business. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. How incapable they are of an independent thought. But they are, of course, the ones that I listen to the most. I listen to the others, too, when I can. But they've been fantastic. Our buddy Chris Wallace says, you know, this is pretty much the Trump convention. I would just remind him that the entire purpose of these conventions is to nominate the president and vice presidential candidates of the party. And Donald Trump is the president. And so it's the Republican National Convention to nominate the candidates for president and vice president. So, yes, it's basically the Trump convention. Whose else would it be? But what's interesting about this, rather than dismissing it, is again, the tremendous job that's been done in bringing people to speak from all walks of life in our society, all backgrounds, regardless of party. People who voted for Trump, people who voted against Trump in 2016. And the genius of interspersing this with, with the president doing certain things that draw your attention to his policy positions and his issues. You know, Joe Biden spoke. That's all he did once, pretty much. And the fact that he was able to give a speech, he was praised left and right. Oh, that Biden can give it. Oh, my God. He, was, he, he certainly outdid our expectations. Expectations were that his, his face would be an electron, I guess. 
But Donald Trump, it's just very routine the way he's able to do things that are really very, very compelling. Now, here's something very interesting from CNBC, part of the NBC umbrella of news operations, so-called. This is before, before there's any input into the Republican convention, excuse me, the Trump convention. Things are tightening up a lot in the battleground states. So CNBC looks at six of them. Arizona now, Biden is at 49, Trump at 47. This is before any debate. Florida, Biden's at 49, Trump's at 46. Michigan, Biden at 50, Trump at 44. And by the way, Trump doesn't have to win Michigan. North Carolina, Biden at 48, Trump at 47. Is a big one. Pennsylvania, Biden at 49, Trump at 46. Wisconsin, Biden at 49, Trump at 44. It's tightening a lot in the battleground states. And then when you look at the enthusiasm issue, Trump is leading in that hands down. Not in this poll, but in prior polls. They don't poll that here. And so we have more work to do. More battles ahead. North Carolina is virtually tied 49-48. I mean, Arizona is virtually tied 49-47. Florida is 49-46. And the more violence you see and the more rioting you see in these areas, the more people are questioning the Democrat Party. Even in Kenosha, it's a Democrat mayor. The Democrat governor should have sent out 5,000 National Guardsmen and protected that city. He did not. Remember that poll I mentioned to you last evening, the Pew Research poll? Violent crime. 59% of those contacted said it's a very important issue. Very important issue, 59%. That explains why. Joe Biden put out a video today. You know, Joe Biden looks like he's a hostage, doesn't he, Mr. Producer? He actually looks like he's a hostage. Maybe he's a North Korean or Iranian hostage. He's down there. Even the videos aren't good. They're like third-class videos. But I want you to hear what Joe Biden said today, and I want to remind you, the Democrat National Committee, nobody talked about the rioting. Nobody talked about the violence. It was all anti-cop. Anti-law enforcement. But they're rioting. And I want you to remember. That House Judiciary Committee hearing with the Democrats. None of them condemned Antifa. None of them condemned Black Lives Matter. None of them condemned the rioting. Jerry Nadler. Said he didn't see anything with Antifa. Remember that? That's pretty shocking. Nancy Pelosi called federal law enforcement. Stormtroopers. James Clyburn called them Gestapo. Another genius on the Democrat side said they're secret police. Well, there were no federal police in Kenosha. And two people were killed. But I want you to hear this unbelievably cynical effort now by Biden to try and get back in front of this issue. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time. Because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in. Whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.4 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. By the way, Donald Trump is closer now in these battleground states than he was four years ago this time. Closer in Arizona, Florida, Michigan, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. On the CNBC poll from, uh, from yesterday or today than, uh, than he was a year ago this time. All right, here's Joe. Well, you know what? I'm going to do this a little differently. Let's listen to Julia Jackson, Jacob Blake's mother, on CNN yesterday. Cut four, go. The, the destruction that, that has been taking place in cities across the country and in, in, uh, and in Kenosha. I heard you, you speak about that. And my question is, you said that you don't want that in Jacob's name and neither would he. Tell me more about that, please. Absolutely not. My family and I are very hurt and quite frankly disgusted. And as his mother... Please don't burn up property and cause havoc and tear your own homes down in my son's name. You shouldn't do it. People shouldn't do it anyway. But to use my child or any other mother or father's child, our tragedy, to react in that manner is just not acceptable. Mm. And it's not helping Jacob. It's not helping Jacob or any other of the men or women who has suffered in these areas. This is a remarkable woman. This is a remarkable woman, and her voice will largely go unheard by Antifa and Black Lives Matter because they're about a bigger goal. And they've said it, and it's public. I'll be right back. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. 
That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Primus. 5.4 million Americans receive Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. The Mark Levin Show. Live and national at 877-381-3811. D. Lemon, as Fredo Cuomo calls him on CNN. John Kasich, a Democrat. Mark, he's a Republican. I, I, I know what he says. They are, and now in the last 24 hours, insisting, Joe, you got to condemn the rioting, Joe, because they see the same poll number that I see and you see. And they're going to lose a big chunk of the suburbs. And they're going to lose a big chunk of the inner cities where polls also show minorities, particularly African-Americans, want the police and actually want more police. They don't want them defunded. Some degree of defunding. They don't support it. They don't support it. And for good reason. So here's D. Lemon on CNN last night. Telling Joe Biden, Biden you, you, you can't keep ignoring the rioting and looting. You're going to lose. Hat tip, right scoop, cut to go. I do think that uh, this, what you said, what's happening in Kenosha is a Rorschach test for the entire country. And I think this is a blind spot for Democrats. I think Democrats are ignoring this problem or hoping that it will go away. And it's not going to go away. And so, unless someone comes up with a solution over the next 73 days or 70 so, however many days. 68 days. 68 days. So it's not going to, the problem is not going to be fixed by then. But what they can do, and I think maybe Joe Biden may be afraid to do it. I'm not sure. Maybe he won't. Maybe he is. He's got to address it. He's got to come out and talk about it. He's got to do a speech like Barack Obama did about race. He's got to come out and tell people that he is going to deal with the issue of police reform in this country and that what's happening now is happening under Donald Trump's watch. No, 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 no. The president of the United States doesn't control local law enforcement. You see the game? Don't send in federal law enforcement. Don't send in the National Guard. Of course, he has to be asked unless he uses the Insurrection Act. And when he did send in federal law enforcement to protect federal facilities like the federal courthouse in Portland... He, the president, was accused of igniting this rioting. Now, D. Lemon, who is nonsensical, says, blame all this stuff on Trump, because he's the president. That's their game. But anyway, go on. And on Donald Trump's watch. And when he is the president, Kamala Harris is the vice president, then they will take care of this problem. But guess what? The rioting has to stop. 
Chris, as you know and I know, it's showing up in the polling. Mm-hmm. It's showing up in focus groups. It is the only thing, it is the only thing right now that is sticking. And the Democrats tonight stuck with that, right? And they also stuck with the theme that you said, the coronavirus. You got coronavirus and you have Kenosha. Mm-hmm. So in other words, two fabricated issues against the president. The coronavirus... Look, I can go through this. There are wonderful charts out today that show the United States on the mortality level is the lowest among the industrialized world. And I can go on and on and on. I've got it right here at my fingertips. That's the science. These are the statistics. This is the CDC, among others, with information. Okay? But that's not where I am tonight. I'll do that another night. John Kasich on CNN today. You see, CNN now is pushing Joe Biden. Look at the polls. Look at the polls. Not because what's happening with these riots, innocent people are being killed of all races. Properties are being destroyed, including small businesses owned by people of all races. Because Antifa and Black Lives Matter are Marxist anarchist organizations. That's what they are. That's what they've said they are. And they both have said they want to overthrow the government of the United States. Here's John Kasich on CNN today. Cut three, go. And I believe that it is absolutely essential for the Democrats to say, while we support protesters, this violence is abhorrent and actually sets back the ability to get change. Now, we don't know the full story in Wisconsin. It's, these news. And, and by the way, we don't. And that's one of the things that is very troubling to me. Because you're going to hear Doc Rivers later. I'm going to play his clip. And he is being celebrated all over ESPN. I am very troubled by the fact that we believe now that an 8 to 10 second video. This, this isn't the George Floyd case where he was face down on the ground with a knee on his neck for eight and a half minutes. That is simply unacceptable under any circumstances. And you're going to tell me about the fentanyl that he had in his. I don't care about that. That doesn't matter. And unfortunately, it's being brought up. This is different. This guy was resisting. This guy has a, 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 a serious record, including with a gun and a knife. But that's not determinative either. The only point is, I'm, I'm, I'm pointing out that when you have all these cops around and they're trying to get you to stop or trying to get you on the ground, we can have a discussion about the difference between the two. But apparently you can't anywhere but here. It's an amazing thing. Amazing thing. Go ahead. Perhaps a vigilante. And what we know is that there are people who show up at these protests who are, des- who are there to design to disrupt and give everybody a bad name. But they have to be called out, Jim. Uh, Joe Biden needs to be very, very strong on the fact that while protests are are okay, they're, they're, they're a positive thing, they're America, this violence needs to be deeply condemned and deeply yeah. condemned now, sooner rather than later, in my opinion. So the poll comes out that I read to you yesterday from Pew that says the American people, almost 6 out of 10, consider this violence to be one of the most important, very important issues of this election. And the Democrats have been on the wrong side of it. They've been on the wrong side of it. Not a word during the Democrat convention. And Pelosi, 
and Clyburn and others have condemned the efforts by the president, short of using the Insurrection Act, offering federal law enforcement, offering the National Guard to help quell it. And he has been attacked for that. So what's happening now is that people in the suburbs, people who live in these cities, minorities, they've had enough of this. They've had enough of this, and they don't agree, and they don't believe, and they don't support every time there's a a controversy involving a police officer, that that is a blank check to start burning, looting, and harming people. And most people in these communities also know that Antifa will come one day, one week, one month, three months, and then leave. And so will Black Lives Matter, the organization. And so now being told by Don Lemon and John Kasich, but even more, the Pew polls, that your silence on this issue, Joe Biden, where you've mentioned it once or twice in passing and as quickly as possible, And that your party's leadership in Congress, the outrageous comments about federal law enforcement, the outrageous hearing when the Attorney General appeared before the House Judiciary Committee, the American people aren't buying any of this. Of all races. They're not buying any of this. And so what does Joe Biden do? Puts out a video message today. And he thinks now that he'll get in front of this and that you'll believe him. And he puts it on Twitter. Cut one, go. What I saw in that video makes me sick. Once again, a black man, Jacob Blake, has been shot by the police in broad daylight. Let let me just stop there. I don't know why supporting due process and justice is controversial. There was a time when a president of the United States would never talk like this, Democrat or Republican. And you have a lawyer, Crump, who shows up for all the the families, says these officers need to be arrested immediately. That's not what we do in this country. Now, if these officers are proven to have done something wrong, they will be severely punished. Does anybody doubt that? Anybody have evidence to the contrary in these cases? But it reminds me of these wild, wild west or these old west movies, these black and whites where, you know, the mob shows up at the, at the jail and the sheriff's there and they say, turn them over, turn them over. I'm going to hang them now, turn them over. You know, one of the things we learn from our history is that everybody deserves due process and justice. Everybody. And for people, famous people, iconic people, people in the media, people in sports, people all over the place, to be drawing conclusions from an 8 to 10 second video and then another video comes out that provides a little bit more context is really appalling to me. And yet that's what we have. So the country is racist. 
You ought to hear this Doc Rivers, and he is celebrated all over ESPN. The country is racist. Enough is enough as a result of this shooting, which he knows very little about, and for which the entire country is guilty. Meanwhile, LeBron James is out there funding get-out-the-vote efforts, meaning vote Democrat efforts. He doesn't support Republicans. So get-out-the-vote effort. you got to vote. We're against voter suppression. So he wants to elect more Democrats. Well, the Democrat runs the police force in Kenosha. He's a Democrat mayor. What is with this? He doesn't say, change parties, get out and vote and change. No. He doesn't say that. More on him later, too. Go ahead with Biden, please. You know, I spoke to Jacob's mom and dad, sister, and other members of the family just a little bit earlier. And I told them, justice must and will be done. But justice must and will be done despite you. The FBI's on the scene. The U.S. Attorney's on the scene. The Attorney General's on the scene of the state. State prosecutors are on the state. State investigators are on the scene. Everybody's on the scene. Justice must be done, says Biden. Justice will be done. But that doesn't mean these men get the electric chair. It means the facts have to be determined. The the whole reason for our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, the whole reason for our criminal justice system is to ensure that the facts do come to the fore. And sometimes minorities are the defendants in shootings. And we want justice to apply in every case. Go ahead. Especially as children. It's horrible what they saw. Watching their father get shot. Like Gianna Floyd. They're asking why. Why daddy? Put yourself in the shoes of every black father. Look, each case is different. I don't care what your race is. People need to be treated as individuals. Each case, this isn't a community thing or group thing. That's not how it's supposed to work. That's not how it does work. Go ahead. Black mother in this country and ask, is this what we want America to be? Is this the country we should be? You know, as I said after George Floyd's murder, protesting brutality is a right and absolutely necessary. Now stop here. So he had a, basically one sentence that he's ever used, maybe two, in months to deal with the rioting. Go ahead. Burning down communities is not protest. It's needless violence. Violence that endangers lives. Violence that guts businesses and shutters businesses that serve the community. That's wrong. In the midst of this pain, the wisest words that I've heard spoken so far have come from Julia Jackson, Jacob's mother. She looked at the damage done in her community and she said this, quote, this doesn't reflect my son or my family. So let's unite and heal, do justice, end the violence, and end systemic racism in this country. Yeah, that's what she said. And the reason you have to quote her is because you can't quote yourself. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Now, I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College. 
one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of conservative thought. It's called Primus. 5.4 million Americans receive Primus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. There's no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. You know, as I sit here and I look up the statistics, the FBI statistics, around 7,500 every year, 7,500 black people, mostly young men, are slaughtered in our cities 90% of the time by other young black men. I hear almost no talk about this. It, it is shocking to me. Shocking to me. Maybe I'll ask Stephen A. about this too. I don't know. We may not have enough time. But the point is, I don't hear, I don't hear these, these iconic athletes talking about it or Hollywood types or politician types. They don't seem to have any answers to this. Now this is slaughter. I want you to think about that. 7,500 human beings. And get out the vote and elect more Democrats. Because we're being suppressed at the ballot box. Well, when you're voting for Democrats, 80-90% of a a given ethnic group or minority group, what's being suppressed? And as I've pointed out before, it's these communities that determine... The voting standards. We'll get into this more in a moment. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I want to show you something or tell you something that's quite remarkable, ladies and gentlemen. There's two organizations, perhaps more, that have had reporters, actual reporters in Kenosha, Wisconsin, during the violence. The Blaze and the Daily Caller. The Blaze and the Daily Caller. And so other news organizations, cable news organizations and so forth, 
are having together their video, and they cherry-pick it, and interview them about what's taking place because they don't have people on the ground. But they'll comment till they're blue in the face. Till they're blue in the face. And now BuzzFeed, these, these truly useless, phony, so-called news sites, trying to tie it to Trump. This is also what happens when you don't use the National Guard, when you need to use the National Guard. To quell the violence. But there's another problem here as far as I'm concerned. The stoking of the flames. And while Doc Rivers, the L.A. Clippers coach, was celebrated all over sports media today, I do not celebrate him. I understand he has a right to free speech, and that's fine. But somehow Donald Trump gets dragged into this. And somehow, again, this is a matter of all police and the nation. And I have the stats here. But it doesn't matter. This is Cut 5, Doc Rivers, coach of the L.A. Clippers, yesterday. Go. All you hear Donald Trump and all of them talking about fear. Let me just stop it. You notice they never attack Democrats. These are Democrat cities. These are police forces run by Democrats. Every damn one of them. Every single one of them. And Donald Trump, talk about fear. What's Donald Trump have to do with this, Doc? I mean, honest to God, what does he have to do with any of this? Go ahead. All you hear Donald Trump and all of them talking about fear. We're the ones getting killed. We're the ones getting shot. No, you're not the only ones getting killed and shot. But it doesn't matter if I say that. It just doesn't. Because this is so racialized right now. Go ahead. Uh, we're the ones that we're denied to live in certain communities. Um, no, you're not denied to live in any community. Matter of fact, it's been a crime to do that literally for decades. And if you know of anybody who's been denied the right to live in a community because of their race, there's several federal and state statutes that you can use to prevent that. And the suburbs are more diverse than ever before. And I suspect that Doc Rivers lives in the suburbs. Go ahead. We've been shot. And all you do is keep hearing about fear. It's it's amazing to me why we keep loving this country. And this country does not love us back. That is simply false. Utterly false. Man, could we use a Martin Luther King Jr. right about now, Mr. Producer? A Mahatma Gandhi? We really could. We really could. Cut six, go. It's just, it's really so sad. Like, I should just be a coach. And it's so often reminded of my color. You know, it's just really sad. We got to do better. Uh, but we got to demand better. Like, we got, you know, it's, it's funny. We protest, and they send riot guards. What, right? what, who is we protest? Antifa and Black Lives Matter? 
The vast majority of the people who live in these communities, we know this as a matter of fact, are not protesting. In many cases, it's outsiders coming in. But, by the way, not exclusively. No question about that. Not exclusively. We send in riot guards to protect a federal courthouse? The truth is a lot of riot police have not been sent in. National Guard in many most instances have not been sent in. Has that been a good thing? That's been a horrible thing. Go ahead. Oh, they send people in riot outfits. They go to Michigan with guns and they're spitting on cops. And nothing happens. I never heard about anybody spitting on cops, did you, Mr. Producer? I'm not aware of any of it. I follow the news very, very carefully. Very, very carefully. They went with guns and they didn't do anything. Now, I wouldn't have gone with a gun. So it's not, it's not even that I'm defending everything. It's that he's putting the worst look on every aspect of this. Go ahead. The training has to change. The training has changed significantly. And it's changing all the time. Go ahead. The unions have to be taken down in the police force. I don't know what that means. See, here's the thing. I think that that Doc Rivers is really talking from his soul and his heart and his brain. I really believe that. But he sounds like every left-wing Democrat that exists out there. Every left-wing Democrat. You have mass murder. There's no other way to put it. Mass murder going on, particularly in minority communities. Over 7,000 black Americans murdered every year. I'm not even including Latinos and Asians. Just, just blacks. Mostly, overwhelmingly, by other blacks. And it is stunning to me in this, in this long, relatively long commentary, none of that comes up. In fact, I never hear it. I never hear it come up. I just don't hear it. Go ahead. My dad was a cop. I believe in good cops. We're not trying to defund the police. That's not all- true. I don't know what you mean by we. We. You're not elected to anything. Do you mean your race? I don't know where that's coming from. But we, Minneapolis, voted to defund the police. They voted, same in Seattle, which is why the, the female African-American police chief resigned. Because they voted to do exactly that. So who are the we you're talking about? Who are the we? These are the facts. Go ahead. Anyway. We're trying to get them to protect us, just like they protect everybody else. Okay. I could get behind this microphone and, get a, a, and give a stem winder of a speech that will get one ethnic community, maybe mine, cheering. Cheering. Commenting all week long. About that Mark Levin, man, that's unbelievable what he said. How wonderful. That doesn't mean it's accurate. It doesn't mean it's true. He painted a horrific picture of this country. 
And I'm telling you, I don't care what race you are, that's not what exists in this country. If this is what exists in this country, sending in the riot police, you'd have a lot more deaths. You see what they do in China, you see what they do in Russia, you see what they do in other parts of the world. You wouldn't have cops being knocked out, being blinded by laser pens or whatever they are. You wouldn't have any of that. Portland would be resolved already. None of this would be going on. He's got a big platform. He's got a big platform. By the way, I'll bet you haven't heard about this. It's in Newsweek of all websites. White nationalist Richard Spencer has said he will be backing Democratic candidate Joe Biden in November's election. After previously distancing himself from Donald Trump, Spencer, it's one of the key figureheads of the alt-right movement, tweeted how he is on Team Joe on Monday, adding in a self-made campaign slogan, liberals are clearly more competent. In a series of tweets, Spencer further explained his reasoning for backing Biden. He says, the MAGA alt-right movement is over. I made mistakes. Trump's an obvious disaster. But mainly the paradigm contained flaws that we now are able to perceive. And it needs to end, he wrote. So be patient. We will have another day in the sun. We will need to recover and return in a new form. I will never flip on my fundamental principles, he said. My principles were never voting for the suppose of the lesser of two evils or stopping big government. Walking into certain defeat, even death, is not heroic. It's full Harvey. I have no sympathy for martyrs. I admire winners. He said earlier this year he regrets voting for Trump. Following the killing of Iranian General Qasem Soleimani. I deeply regret voting for and promoting Donald Trump's 2016 election. He tweeted, the people of Iran, there are millions of Americans who do not want war who do not hate you, and who respect your nation and its history. After our traitorous elite is brought to justice, we hope to achieve peace, reconciliation, and forgiveness. This is why you see some of these sickos at some of these riots with the Antifa sickos. And as I've told you before, I've gotten death threats, and I've gotten death threats from This element, not him, but this element. The white supremacists, the Klansmen, and the neo-Nazis, they're the ones that threaten me. Now, why do they threaten me? Because I'm Jewish. And I'm a conservative. And they are not conservatives. They are not constitutionalists. They are sick bastards. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? 
Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. You know, uh, talking about this sleazeball who's backing Biden. Of course, that doesn't mean Biden backs him. See, I understand that. The left media, when they try and draw people into Trump's orbit, it's, it's just grotesque. But this is a problem, what I'm about to say for the Biden campaign. By Jonathan Tobin at JNS. Biden can't have it both ways on sarsour and anti-Semitism. Listen to this, though. One of the major talking points for Democrats in 2020 has been their attempt to link Donald Trump to anti-Semitism. That effort intensified during the Democrats' virtual nominating convention when at least during the primetime segments, the emphasis was on blasting Trump as an ally of extremists and putting forward Joe Biden as a model of decency. And in order to make that charge stick, Democrats have made dubious claims about Trump's dog-whistling to the right-wing anti-Semites while ignoring problems in their own party. And I can just tell you how ridiculous that is. He's got Jews in his family, Jewish grandchildren, and there's been no better president in, in support of Israel. And you know, you know the whole story. So that, that is just a lie. And in the case of Biden, there's really been no worse vice president when it comes to the state of Israel. But while the primetime schedule made the case for Biden as a centrist, the DNC's daytime events shown online were aimed at the party's grassroots activists. That meant a steady diet of political extremism designed to appease a left-wing base that is enthusiastic about defeating Trump, but not excited about Biden. And it is the aftermath of one such dose of radicalism, a speech given by former Women's March leader and BDS activist, and I will say anti-Semite, Linda Sarsour, that is calling into question the sincerity of the Biden campaign's rhetoric about Israel and anti-Semitism. You won't hear a lot about anti-Semitism in sports, even though most of the people in sports support Democrats and Biden. Sarsour spoke last week at the DNC's Muslim Delegate Assembly when it was pointed out that her presence on the schedule contradicted the Democratic campaign's stance against anti-Semitism. A Biden spokesman denounced Sarsour and distanced the candidate from her. Andrew Bates, the director of Rapid Response for the Biden campaign, told CNN that Joe Biden has been a strong supporter of Israel and a vehement opponent of anti-Semitism his entire life. And he obviously contemns her views and opposes BDS, as does the Democratic platform. She has no role in the Biden campaign. I might add she had a role in the Bernie Sanders campaign, as did Talib and as did Omar, and as did all the other full-throated bigots. That didn't explain how or why Sarsour was placed on a speaker schedule that was minutely choreographed by the top levels of the Biden campaign. But it reassured centrist Democrats that she would be persona non grata at a Biden White House. Or at least that's what top Democrats want us to think. But that stance didn't go over well with the sort of people who thought that what was said during the day at the DNC better better represented the views of the Democratic activists 
than the centrist boilerplate heard in the evenings. The Biden campaign's distancing itself from Sarsour was roundly denounced on the left. The MoveOn.org activist group defended her as a leader in the fight for justice. Extremist Muslim groups like the Council on American Islamic Relations, CARE, claimed that denouncing Sarsour was an insult to all Muslim voters. And by the way, Black Lives Matter denounces Israel, supports the BDS movement, and is a original mission is an anti-Semitic movement as well. So imagine how Jews feel when they see the BLM movement emblazoned on basketball courts, on the outside of, uh, of major stadiums, on the shirts of uh, various athletes and so forth. But while this might have been a sister-soldier moment for Biden, in which he successfully distanced himself from the most irresponsible elements in his party, That good impression was erased within days. On Sunday, some of the Biden campaign's most important players walked back the denunciation of Sarsour. In a private call, a tape of which was obtained by the Middle East Eye website, Ashley Allison, the campaign's national coalition's director, said she was sorry, quote-unquote, for what had been said about Sarsour. More importantly, Tom Blinken, the candidate's top foreign policy advisor, who's been leading efforts to reassure Jewish Democrats and supporters of Israel that Biden would be counted on, also apologized to Sarsour and her backers. According to the publication, Blinken acknowledged the, quote, hurt and disappointment, unquote, that the comments against Sarsour caused. He promised that the Biden campaign and future administration would be, quote, genuinely inclusive, unquote, and ensure Arab and Muslim representation at the decision-making level. The problem here is not just that a significant portion of the Democrats' base accepts intersectional lies about the Palestinian war on Israel being morally equivalent to the struggle for civil rights in the United States. It's that party leaders are too afraid of those voters to draw a clear line between Biden and haters like Sarsour or Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib, who one, escaped censor from House Democratic leaders for their own anti-Semitic statements and were also endorsed for re-election by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. So other than here behind this microphone, as far as I know, there's no famous basketball players or baseball players or hockey players or NBA players who are speaking out against the rancid, ubiquitous anti-Semitism that is growing within the Democrat Party. I don't hear that. I don't see any riots either. I'll be right back. of freedom is high but this phone call is not call mark levin toll free at 877-381-3811 man oh man i get flurries of emails but let me just focus on what i need to focus on here now lebron james as you know is very prominent he's one of the greatest basketball players ever and he's very outspoken And that's good. That's okay. And I'm reading a piece from the Hill newspaper. NBA star LeBron James' voting rights organization is launching a multi-million dollar campaign to recruit young poll workers in black communities for the November election. More than a vote, which consists of athletes, state election officials, and the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, will work to draft activists to work the polls in southern and battleground states, including Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, and so forth. 
Quote, there are a lot of people who grew up in the inner city who are afraid to vote, James told reporters from the NBA bubble in Orlando, Florida. We're giving everyone the tools, the outlets. Corporations will also partner in the effort, which will include paid advertising on digital, radio, and TV outlets. Now, this is very interesting to me for a couple of reasons. In the inner cities, the decisions about where to put precincts is made by the city. The city decides where to put precincts. There's only a handful of major cities, maybe none at this point, that are run by Republicans. If there is an effort to suppress the vote in the inner cities because of a lack of precincts or whatever it is, how in the world can that be the result of systemic racism? How, how is that even possible? It's not possible. Now, I wish I could talk to LeBron James. That ain't going to happen. But more than a vote, and you're teaming up with Democrats pretty much, Democrat organizations, Democrat leading organizations. And so this is really to get out the Democrat vote. Atlanta, Cleveland, Charlotte, Detroit, L.A., Sacramento. These are all Democrat cities. So if there's voter suppression going on in Democrat cities, then that's a result of the Democrats who are elected. Because as I say, they determine where the precincts are going to be. My county determines where our precincts are going to be. So the state has an overall election authority, but the localities determine the places. So this is a myth, an absolute myth, that there's voter suppression because of systemic racism, and it always happens in minority communities. It it doesn't even make any sense. Well, then throw the Democrat Party out and put in somebody else. The Republicans have no say in where voting precincts are in Atlanta, Cleveland, L.A., Detroit, Sacramento, none whatsoever. And so my question to LeBron James would be, this is really an attempt to turn out the Democrat vote, right? More than a vote. I wonder if this is a tax-exempt organization, because I suspect, again, that this is an effort to elect Joe Biden, to elect more Democrats to the Congress and to the Senate and locally. Not some nonpartisan organization. Because otherwise it doesn't make any sense to me. But no reporter is going to ask him. I don't have access to the gentleman. I'd love to discuss it with him. Ain't going to happen. Just not going to happen. But there's a lot going on out there where you really got to look at it closely, as far as I'm concerned. I thought, uh, if people care, that the uh, Republican convention, that Melania took the show. I thought she took the show. She was outstanding. And we're not going to do the whole speech here, but I want you to hear a little bit of it. And I wish the whole nation could hear it. 
But, of course, that's not going to happen. Cut 21. Go. I arrived in the United States when I was 26 years old. Living and working in the land of opportunity was a dream come true. But I wanted more. I wanted to be a citizen. After 10 years of paperwork and patience, I studied for the test in 2006 and became an American citizen. It is still one of the proudest moments in my life because with hard work and determination, I was able to achieve my own American dream. As an immigrant and a very independent woman, I understand what a privilege it is to live here and to enjoy the freedoms and opportunities that we have. So she comes to America at the age of 26. Nobody handed her anything. Uh, She took advantage of her brains and her beauty. And she became self-sufficient and independent and wealthy. And this is what we hope for all immigrants in the United States. And quite frankly, this is what most immigrants coming to the United States hope for, too. I mean, that's a big thing. It's a free country. We don't hear a lot about this being a free country. And yet many of the people who tear it down have benefited from the freedom in this country. Have they overcome adversity? Of course they have. As so many people do. And they've been rewarded for it. In most countries, you're not. Cut 22, go. Like all of you, I have reflected on the racial unrest in our country. It is a harsh reality that we are not proud of parts of our history. I encourage people to focus on our future while still learning from our past. We must remember that today we are all one community comprised of many races, religions, and ethnicities. Our diverse and storied history is what makes our country strong, and yet we still have so much to learn from one another. With that in mind, i like to call on the citizens of this country to take a moment, pause, and look at things from all perspectives. I urge people to come together in a civil manner so we can work and live up to our standard American ideals. I also ask people to stop the violence and looting being done in the name of justice and never make assumptions based on the color of a person's skin. Instead of tearing things down, tearing things down let's reflect on our mistakes, be proud of our evolution, and look to our way forward. Every day, let us remember that we are one nation under God, and we need to cherish one another. Those are such wise and inspiring words, to me anyway. And um, I was glad to hear him. There was another voice there that I was glad to hear. Nicholas Sandman. And uh, as you know, he was the target of quite 
a vicious media operation and still is. But he has a great lawyer who has helped him. uh, And, you know, people say get his name back. He never lost his name. The same hordes of leftists in the media and others who try to take down Nick Salmon, try to take down so many good and honorable people. And I loved it at the end when he put on his MAGA hat. <laughs> like, okay, this, now it's, this, is, this is a free country and I'll speak and do as I wish. That's why I don't condemn Doc Rivers for speaking. I challenge his words strongly. But I don't condemn him. He's got his own views, his own experiences. But so does Nick Sandman. Cut 16. Go. What I thought was a strange encounter quickly developed into a major news story complete with video footage. My life changed forever in that one moment. The full war machine of the mainstream media revved up into attack mode. They did so without researching the full video of the incident, without ever investigating Mr. Phillips' motives, or without ever asking me for my side of the story. And do you know why? Because the truth was not important. Advancing their anti-Christian, anti-conservative, anti-Donald Trump narrative was all that mattered. And if advancing their narrative ruined the reputation and future of a teenager from Covington, Kentucky, well, so be it. That would teach him not to wear a mega hat. I learned what was happening to me had a name. It was called being canceled, as in annulled, as in revoked, as in made void. Canceled is what's happening to people around this country who refuse to be silenced by the far left. Many are being fired, humiliated, or even threatened. And often, the media is a willing participant. But I would not be canceled. I fought back hard to expose the media for what they did to me, and I won a personal victory. Mm-hmm. Cut 17, more Nick Sandman, go. While much more must be done, I look forward to the day that the media returns to providing balanced, responsible, and accountable news coverage. I know President Trump hopes for that, too. And I know you'll agree with me when we say that no one in this country has been a victim of unfair media coverage more than President Donald Trump. In November, I believe this country must unite around a president who calls the media out and refuses to allow them to create a narrative instead of reporting the facts. I believe we must join a president who will challenge the media to return to objective journalism. And together, I believe we must all embrace our First Amendment rights and not hide in fear of the media or from the tech companies or from the outrage mob either. This is worth fighting for. This is worth voting for. And this is what Donald Trump stands for. All right. We'll be right back. Mark Look, I'm no meteorologist, but if I lived in the, uh, in the pathway of this hurricane, I'd get the hell out now. Just some friendly advice. You know, when Bernice, a hardworking single mom, needed help to fix her $25,000 IRS crisis, she made a common mistake. 
She chose some no-name company because they seemed okay and claimed to have the cheapest rates. But Bernice Cernlun, the, the, the tough, you get what you pay for lesson. These no-name tax guys took her for a ride, took her money, did absolutely nothing to help her. That's when Bernice made a brilliant decision that saved her from financial ruin. She called Optima Tax Relief. Optima mobilized their team of experts to protect Bernice, negotiating with the IRS on Bernice's behalf, and ultimately reaching a deal with the IRS that allowed Bernice to resolve her $25,000 debt for thousands less. Bernice is yet another example of why Optima is number one, America's most trusted tax relief firm, and how Optima has resolved over a billion dollars in tax debt for folks like you. Call for a free, free phone consultation right now. Call 800-499-6300, 800-499-6300, And by the way, turning to this issue, and I think it's important, if you haven't tried Superbeat Soft Chews, you're missing out. Superbeat Soft Chews combine non-GMO beets with a powerful new ingredient, grapeseed extract. Now, the grapeseed extract used in Superbeat Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. So better blood pressure means more energy, the way nature intended, without the jittery caffeine or stimulants. Now you can take just two delicious chews a day, anytime, anywhere, to get the blood pressure support you need and the energy you want. Do what I did and support your heart health with delicious super chews. Get your Super Beat Chews today at L-E-V-I-N-S-B-E-E-T-S dot com. That's levinsbeats.com, levinsbeats.com. And when you buy two bags, you'll get the third for free. That's levinsbeats.com. All right. James, Las Vegas, Nevada, the great K-Dawn, K-D-W-N. Go ahead, James. Uh, Mr. Levin, it's an honor to talk to you. Thank you, James. Let me say something as an African, a 50-year-old African-American man who was born and raised on the south side of Chicago. Hmm. Doc Rivers is a phony. Doc Rivers is from the west side of Chicago, and he has not once said anything about the black-on-black crime on, in, in the neighborhood that he grew up in. Nothing. Michelle Obama is another phony who grew up on the south side of Chicago and has said absolutely nothing about the black-on-black crime. They haven't shed a tear. He has not shed one tear. For the black kids that have been killed on the south side of Chicago, the babies that have been killed, the black babies, where's the tears for them? This guy's a big phony. So is LeBron James. They're, they're all phonies. They don't care about Black Lives Matter. They don't care about black people. I mean, and, and, and that's you know, you don't think they care about black people? No, I don't think they care about black people. I don't, because if they cared about black people, they would say something about the black on black. How can you cry for a guy? who, I don't, I don't know what the situation was, but I know he didn't comply with the police. When you don't cry for a little six-year-old boy, that, a black boy who gets shot and killed on the south side of Chicago, or, a little, or a, little black, a little black girl, a baby that gets shot and killed with this senseless violence. I don't hear you say one. He doesn't use his bully pulpit, Mark, and say, you know what, we need to stop the violence in Chicago. Where's Doc Rivers on that? I haven't heard him say not one word. I haven't heard Obama say one word. I haven't heard Michelle Obama say one word. And these people are from Chicago. I'm not buying it, Mark. There's, why do you th- why do you think that is? You're you're from the South Side of Chicago. Why do you think that is? Because Mark, they do not care, and I know it's, it may be harsh to hear. They do not care. They don't care. Do you just a vote? They don't care. I, I, I look at a person's actions. They can say all the words. Could it could it be instead? They don't have any answers. No, they don't. <laughs> Mark. Even if you didn't have any answers, you could still say something. Mm-hmm. 
you can still say, you know, I may not have all the answers, but we got to stop this. We have to do something. Obama hasn't even been back yet. He hasn't even said the only thing he's doing is displacing poor black people to build his stupid library. Which has okay. been litigated, and that, that's actually been an issue because I, I did yeah. check that out. Yes. Yeah. These people see black people as votes. You're nothing but a vote. And it's, and it's, and it's a shame because it's, it's, it's your own people that don't care anything about you. Look at these cities, Mark. Look at the Baltimore's and Chicago's. And if they, actually, if they actually cared about black people, do you think the conditions of these cities would be uh, – some of these places ran by African-Americans, do you think the conditions in these places would be the way they are if they actually cared? They don't care. They don't care. And this is just a big joke. They only care about power, Mark. That's now, you're, you're 50 about. years old, and uh, you come out of the south side of Chicago. You're an African-American. What do you do? I'm just curious about your background. Oh, I'm an electrician. That's yeah. what I do. So, uh, <laughs> so you work hard. Yeah. You're an electrician. Yeah, I'm a journeyman electrician. Yep. So, you know, that's, that's you know, but it, to me, it's, it's, it's just not, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, How's business in Las Vegas, by the way, right now? Oh, it's, oh, it's still good. It's still it's still pretty good. I was working on the new stadium. Uh, oh, that's right. You um, got a uh, yep. football team. <laughs> yep. So, but Las Vegas has come project. a long way, hasn't it? Yes, it's come a long way. Hockey, baseball, football. What's that? Yeah, it's booming. You know, and a lot of people are a lot of people are moving here. I mean, now you yeah, say but, Las Vegas is booming. I thought those casinos were shut down. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, well, they're opening back up, but yeah. as far as we have no state income tax, we have great weather. So, well, I'll tell you, know. you what, I love Las Vegas whenever I go, especially the restaurants. James, I want to thank you, sir, and uh, God bless you and your family. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building we've once again made contact with our leader Mark Levin Hello America Mark Levin here our number 877-381-3811 just I said at the opening of this program When you have governors who will not properly use the National Guard, and when you have mayors who will not properly use their police force to maintain safety and peace in the streets, you're playing with fire, literally. The law of the jungle takes over. And you've been watching, and I've been watching, we've been talking about what's taking place in these cities. And this town, Kenosha, Wisconsin, is no big city. It's got about 100, 120,000 residents. There's absolutely no justification for this. None. 
if every group with a political agenda, or every group that believes it has a racial agenda, were to take to the streets and do exactly what's being done, you wouldn't recognize this country. And God knows how many people would be maimed and murdered. God knows. And yet that's what we see. That's why I speak out so strongly against those in the culture, against those in politics, and against others. Many others. Who fail to address this. And in some cases, pour fuel on the fire. It's very easy to pour fuel on the fire, ladies and gentlemen. Particularly when you're in a powerful position. It's very easy. I don't believe in mob justice. When I look back at history, it's one of the most deadly and disgusting and immoral things imaginable. Mob justice. I don't believe in mob justice today. Or mob vigilantism. Absolutely rejected. In every respect. Let's take a caller here. Tony, Fort Hood, Texas, Sirius Satellite. How are you? Oh, Mark, I'm so good after being able to talk to you. Listen, I was so proud about uh, Nick Salmon last night. I was I was crying, and I'm a whole... 73-year-old Vietnam veteran, a combat veteran, and I was, I was in tears. I don't know who wrote that script, but he was just absolutely fabulous and made me so proud to be an American. You know, he could have been destroyed, but thankfully he pushed back, this young man. Could have been destroyed by the media and the left and the usual um, uh, elements in our society that do not believe in speech and so forth. But oh, he uh, he stood up, and he has a great lawyer, two great lawyers. Oh, yeah. And somebody said, I forget who, he ought to drove up there in a, in a Rolls Royce with a whole bunch of bling on there and just, mm-hmm. you know. But he's, he's going to get... He's, he's too get, much of a class act to do that. I thought what he did uh, last night was outstanding. Yeah, and he had more restraint than I did. When I was his age and that Indian put that uh, drum in my face, I would have punched him out. But that mm-hmm. was me, that's me, and that's not him. But he, he he did great, Mark, and America should be proud of him. And the Democrats are probably just just salivating. All right, my friend. Appreciate your call. Allen in Gainesville, Georgia. Uh, we don't have any call hey. letters there or anything, Mr. Call Screener. Anyway, go right ahead. Hey, man. Hey, Mr. Levin. XM Satellite. I'm fine. How are you, Alan? Hey, thank you so much. Thank your call screener for taking my call, and thank you for taking my call. All right. Real quick, too, uh, do you remember your caller last night from Atlanta, Georgia? Mark, if I can articulate and tap as well as he did, I'll be doing fine. And Mark Mark was an African-American veteran, as a matter of fact. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, uh... No, I hope he's listening and doing well. Um, I'm here in Gainesville, Georgia, lifelong Herschel Walker fan. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was just, he really fired me up. What a great speech. Um, you know, it, and I just hope that... He, he, doesn't, he doesn't get, he gets attention among conservatives and conservative outlets. But among others, he gets almost no attention. Have you noticed that? 
I have. And you know what's going to be funny, too, is because uh, he even said it, um, you know, Herschel grew up in, you know, I think, I don't know the exact year he graduated, but 1970s, uh, poor South Georgia. You think he doesn't, you think, you know, he hasn't seen racism? Of course. He said he did, and he said he saw a lot of it. Um, Yeah, and, you know, real quick, Mr. Levin, this is just my theory, but, um, you know, maybe uh, Herschel has had it rough, and he, you know, he he was a chubby kid. Um, He got bullied. And um, he says, I'm not going to let that happen. And this was before uh, LeBron James and them guys fancy weight rooms and whatnot. He did it by push-ups, sit-ups, and running thousands a day. Well, it's, he's not the 1940s. They did have pretty good equipment. I'm just saying. He was a Heisman Trophy winner, you know. Well, you know, uh, my point is, is I, I feel that, you know, um, he probably, and I don't want to undermine, you know, LeBron James, but... If they want to talk about privilege, LeBron was an athletic freak from a very young age. So maybe all he right. hasn't worked as hard as Mr. All Trump. right. Thanks for your call. I'm not going to get into all that. I don't know who worked hard. I suspect LeBron James worked his ass off. So I'm not trying to put down his athleticism or his career or anything else. But I am prepared to uh, address his comments. And uh, what bothers me about this is... And not all his comments, but his comments. What bothers me about this is so many people with a big microphone could be so productive. Could be so productive. But, you know, wearing stuff on your jerseys and wearing hats and this BLM. I'm not talking about black human being lives. I'm talking about this BLM organization. It's uh, for a lot of us, particularly those of us who are specifically targeted because of our religion. Uh, that doesn't give us any comfort whatsoever. And now we know, in my opinion, that this group that he's put together is really a get-out-the-Democrat-vote group. Okay, let's keep going. Amy, Colorado Springs, Colorado, XM Satellite, go. Hey, Mark, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you got I just it. had a comment about, about Biden. Um, he seems so weak and pathetic with his response. I think everybody can see through it, and it terrifies me that he might be in charge of our military one I don't think everybody can see through it. He's got uh, a significant number of people who want him to be president. And as you just said, he could be in charge of our military one day, God forbid. And how would he make a split-second decision as commander-in-chief? Um, well, this, this is so incomprehensible and irresponsible of the Democrat Party that of all the people to nominate, they nominate him. And they know, as anybody with two eyes knows, uh, Joe Biden is incapacitated. He just simply is. And that's why they're not sending him around to campaign. He doesn't have to campaign among the people, quote unquote. He can do the sort of thing Trump is, fly in and fly out. But he won't even do that. So far, he's been in Delaware and Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's it. That's it. And people should be offended. I mean, we got, say what you will, we got basketball players playing basketball. We got baseball players playing baseball. We got hockey players playing hockey. We got minimum wage people filling our grocery shelves. We got people driving fuel from one end of the country to the other. Walmart's open. Fast food restaurants are open. 90% of the people who can work are working. And, you know, this guy being in the basement, hiding out, no, I'm not buying that. All right, we'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. You know, Stephen A. Smith and I are friends, and he's been itching to talk to you and me about race. Is that right, Stephen A.? Well, I wouldn't say that. It's just that you have a lot of interesting and riveting conversations, and sometimes you're looking... I don't want to misstate it. I don't want to misstate it. That's right. That's one of the subjects. I like talking to you about a lot of things. That's true. We usually disagree. We usually disagree. Not always. Not always. I know that. Not always, but I can't hold your water on politics. I think you struggle with me on sports, and we even... A lot. (laughs) So tell tell me, you know, I, I couldn't watch your whole show, and I do like your show. Except for what's his name, but that's a whole other story. And uh, I could only watch a half hour or so. Hey, listen, sometimes he gets on my damn nerves, but I mean, I, I bet. Well, go ahead. But but let me let me pose it this way. I, I played Doc Rivers' comments, uh, and he's pretty much celebrating on ESPN today. I think uh, I played LeBron James's comments, and he has this "get out the vote" thing going on, which is really to get out the Democrat vote, as far as I'm concerned. And we can discuss that. But this, the shooting in Kenosha, here, here's my problem. I'm not a special pleader for anybody. I don't know these people. I don't give a damn what their race is. Honest to God. I saw what happened to Mr. Floyd. There's no justification. The guy's face is in the dirt. I don't care what kind of drugs he's on. You don't put your knee on his neck for eight and a half minutes. To me, that's, to me, There'll be a trial. I'm not the lawyer. I'm not the judge. I'm not the judge. To me, as an observer, I can comment kind of black and white, if you will, from my perspective. Okay. Then I watch this Kenosha situation. There's an 8 to 10 second film that comes out, and I'm supposed to believe that some white officer shot this gentleman in the back seven times because he's black. Now, that doesn't make any sense to me. And so now another video comes out. And shows that there was some, uh, I wouldn't call it a brawl, but there was definitely uh, uh, something going on on the other side of the car. And you got all these cops standing around. And then they draw their guns, and he walks around to the, to the driver's side, and he opens the door, and he reaches in, and he's shot in the back. Because that's what's mm-hmm. exposed. Right. Shouldn't we wait for more facts to come out? Well, it depends. And what I'm saying is we should wait for more facts to come out when you're trying to determine what the specificity of the charge is. There's murder, there's manslaughter, and there's things of that nature. But the belief, by and large, particularly with us in the African-American community, Mark, is that if you are unarmed, 
You're trying to tell me you couldn't have found a way to arrest a man without killing him? Okay, now I want to give you some more facts. I'm not trying to set you up. This was just put out by the Wisconsin Department of Justice. Okay. And they write this. During the incident, first of all, officers were called to a residence in the in the 2800 block 40s or wherever, after a female caller reported her boyfriend was present was not supposed to be there. So basically, he had a, there was a protective order. During the incident, officers attempted to arrest Jacob Blake, age 29. Law enforcement deployed a taser to attempt to stop Mr. Blake. However, the taser was not successful in stopping him. Mm-hmm. Mr. Blake walked around his vehicle. By the way, I'm not defending anything. I'm explaining this. Mr. Blake okay. walked around his vehicle opened the driver's side door, and leaned forward. While holding on to Mr. Blake's shirt, Officer Rustin Shesky, I think it's pronounced, fired his service weapon seven, seven times. Mm-hmm. Officer Shesky fired the weapon into Mr. Blake's back. No other officer fired their weapon. I'm reading as they wrote it. Ken, uh, K- uh, Kenosha Police Department does not have body cameras, therefore the officers were not wearing body cameras. The shooting officer... Kenosha police officer Rustin Shesky has been a law enforcement officer seven years. During the investigation following the initial incident, Mr. Blake admitted that he had a knife in his possession. DCI agents recovered a knife from the driver's side floorboard of Mr. Blake's vehicle. A search of the vehicle located no additional weapons. All right, that's new information. Now, again, you need, you need, the facts have to be determined. I'm not, I'm not taking anybody's side on this. What is troubling me is this, and tell me, and look, you can disagree. What's troubling me is this. The whole culture thinks it knows exactly what happened. Now, you can tell well, me now, Mark, that doesn't justify shooting some guy seven times in the back. Okay, I hear you. But, right. but does this mean America is racist because this incident took place, which at least you can argue, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the cop thought, you can argue. This is right. not evidence of racism. That, that is, listen, now, this is me. You know me. And so yes. we talk on many occasions over years. What I would yes. say to you is, based on this face, what you just broke down, I get your point. What I'm trying to make you understand is that when you are a persecuted people, sometimes you are going to immediately jump to conclusions first. We live in a society that says you're innocent until proven guilty. But in the black community, we can come to you with a plethora of situations and instances where we can say we were assumed to be, or presumed guilty before innocence. And those kind of things that you have to deal with is something that goes on. One of the things that I have said to numerous white folks over the last few months, in particular since George Floyd's killing, if you are not a racist, if you are not engaging in racial discrimination, if you are not engaging in systemic racism, if you are a fair-minded, decent, God-fearing human being that doesn't look at black people in a certain way, we're not talking about you. What we are talking about are the few that do do that. And what is, it, and what is going to be done? But that's not what that. systemic racism means. Systemic racism is broader than a few people. And this I gets on my that. nerves, too. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah, I've heard you before about that. Yes, absolutely. And it should get on your nerves. I understand that. But you have to understand it gets on your nerves because you don't think like that. You're a constitutionalist. You live by that. You are unapologetic about it. You're as fair-minded as they come. I know you a little bit. Now, I don't know you as well as some other people know, but I know you a hell of a lot better 
than most people know. Mm-hmm. So I know what kind of mentality you have, and I know the kind of things that are in your heart. But what you have to understand is that black people, what we're exposed to, unless you have that knowledge about a particular individual, you may not know those things. And that's what the challenge is. One of the things that I brought up on first take just today and yesterday, I said, somebody has to explain, because this is a kind of question that black folks ask. You've got a Dylan Roof that shoots. Uh, by, by the way, I get black people calling my show, too, just so you know. I agree. Anyway, I, agree I agree. And I've listened to that, and I've heard them, too. And I, nothing but respect. Just because I disagree with people sometimes doesn't mean right. I don't respect them. And respect right. them. You know me better than that. But what yes. I'm saying is this. we got a Dylan Roof goes into South Carolina. He kills that, that is as sick as it gets. Now, let me say this. There's yes. a nationwide manhunt for him, Mark. He's arrested, and they feed the man Burger King on the way to jail. You got a guy in Uber in Michigan. This dude kills about six or seven, or seven different people. He's arrested, but an unarmed black man is shot. That's a question for us. And, uh, but Stephen A., Stephen A., I can go down the list, too. And I, I understand. I, no, no, listen right. to me once. I, I, I get it. And there are, there are individual, I mean, how many arrests or police in, uh, involvements are there a day? There's got to be a million of them. I don't know. Right. But then, but then I hear this. I say, okay, about 7,500 black people are killed every year in our cities, 90% by other black people. Now, I uh-huh. have to be honest with you. Uh-huh. That is, it is a very complicated issue. A very complicated, it's not complicated issue. Okay, but then why don't they talk about it more on sports well, well, shows? Why don't the well, basketball well, well, players talk about it? Well, we're going to take see. a break. I'm going to bring you back. I have to. T- sure, is that sure. okay? That's absolutely okay. Okay. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back. Stephen A. Smith, Mark Levin. We actually agree on a lot. I don't know what he's talking about. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. I'm here with Stephen A. Smith. And uh, you know, Stephen, over 7,000 Marines died on Iwo Jima. And over 7,000 black men and women die every year. Right. What can we do about this? And don't. And why don't we talk more about this? 
Well, we need to talk more about it, and that's part of the problem. And, um, I, you know, I'm a registered independent. I'm not one of those people that blame the right or the left for right. everything. I think there's fault on both sides, you know, just the same way you hear people complaining about President Trump. Don't think that I don't have any complaints about Joe Biden. Don't even get me started with that. But the <laughs> bottom line is this. At the end of the day, you know, when we talk about coming together, we have to understand that we got to recognize that there's a problem that exists. And I think it's important when we see these NBA players, for example, you know, sitting out a game to bring attention to an issue. One of the things that I've been a proponent of, let's use the process that's available to all of us that everybody else has used to highlight the greatness of America. It's not every country that you can you could literally sit up there and contribute to a, politi- a political action committee or any kind of group. You look at mm-hmm. owners, there are billionaires owners in sports, there's league commissioners, there's leagues themselves that ingratiate themselves cultivating a relationship with people on Capitol Hill to get legislation put into place, to get it implemented, so it will favor them. If you are a wealthy athlete, guess what? You have access to those very people who connect with those people to do these kind of things. You don't just have to protest. You don't just have to bring attention to an incident. You don't just have to boycott. You can actually do substantive things by pushing forth and, 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 and you know, assisting in the implementation of policy that can address some of the issues that go on in this country. Because when you do it that way, no one can argue with you. They can't argue with how righteous you are. And more importantly, they can't argue with the avenues you utilize in order to make your message really sing and resonate. And that, to me, is a beautiful, beautiful thing if we're doing that. I'm not about the rioting. I'm not about the looting. I'm not down for that at all. I damn sure ain't about just defunding the police. Do I think that things need to be addressed with law enforcement officials? You're damn right I do. But as I've said on many occasions on national television, I don't know about everybody else, Mark. I get in trouble, I'm calling 911. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm calling 911, okay? So, I mean, for the police officers out there, the ones who are rogue, shame on you, they need to be dealt with. The police officers themselves need to hold their, you know, assist in holding their own accountable, not just the public calling them out. But I am smart enough to recognize that better than 95% of the police officers out there do protect and serve and do their job. And I know if I get in trouble, I'm dialing 911. This, is why, this, is, why pe- this is why people like you. Agree or disagree, you're rational. You understand what I mean? In other words, you've thought these things out, and you're not, you're not an ideologue. So I'm in right. trouble. What am I going to do? But, but I want to get back to this issue. Sure. Shouldn't you talk about people have a microphone? I mean, I have a microphone, but I don't have a microphone like some of these athletes, and certainly mm-hmm. it's involving the communities that they're talking about. I would like mm-hmm. to see them more active in school choice, which to me is a civil rights issue. You know, I, I used to run a little legal foundation. Uh-huh. And we, use, we litigated for school choice, and everybody was against us, the teachers' unions, the Democrat Party, on and on. And we won in Milwaukee. We won in the Supreme Court. We won in the U.S. Supreme Court. And now school choice is a possibility if politicians want to do it. And I'm thinking to myself, why can't everyone get behind that? Well, sometimes, you, 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 as they say, you know, I remember I was watching this movie one time. It was with Lawrence Fishburne, and, and, and it, I think it was, it was Harlem with, with Lawrence Fishburne and Andy Garcia. And, I, and Lawrence Fishburne looked at him and said, when you don't know, you don't know. And a lot of times people don't realize that. Like you have a situation, if you scratched and clawed your way to a certain, part, part, a certain level in life, Mark, 
You know what you know. You've learned what you learned, and you paid attention to what you're paying attention to. If I told you my SAT, uh, you know, not my SAT scores compared mm-hmm. to Max Kellerman, I'd be embarrassed. But guess what? My mm-hmm. guy Max Kellerman, who does the show with me uh, every week, they first take on ESPN. Went to an Ivy League school, was raised in a far more comfortable environment than me. He wasn't on welfare. He didn't starve. He wasn't wondering whether he'd get his where he'd get his next meal, whether he'd have an outfit with, he'd have clothes on his back and food on his table. So I had to take a different path, scratching and clawing, working from the time I was 12 years old, lying about my age just to get a job. He didn't have to do that. So guess what? He was able to prioritize certain things differently than me. And once I was able to prioritize an education and once I was able to prioritize edifying myself more as opposed to being in survival mode, suddenly I'm on national TV. And in my estimation, I smoke him and everybody else every day, <laughs> all day. You see how it goes? So, I mean, it's like it's what you're exposed to. It's what you have to deal with. It's the kind of circumstances that you've got to scratch and claw your way through. And, uh, and to get back to our point when we were talking about systemic racism, and I appreciate your point, and I'm not disagreeing with you in any way. The only way that the only thing that I would do to modify that kind of thinking is when you hear black people talking about something in regards to the system and they're lamenting it. What we're doing is essentially pleading to folks in white America. You have the power to stop it because you are the ones in position of power. But let's so listen to me. Us do it. L- listen to me a second. That's important. My problem most of the time is white liberals. You, you, you yes, say we hold on. Now. We white have the power to fix it. I'm trying to get the power to do, quote unquote, fix it. But in my mind, I'm up against a system, too. That is, this massive bureaucracy, these one-party cities that do not allow freedom into these cities, who do not allow uh, competition in these cities in terms of services, that you got cronyism and waste, and, 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 and it has an effect on a community, any community. So my, my word, if I were to talk about a word, is freedom. Freedom. Okay. And here's my response to you, Mark Levin, as somebody who's gotten to know you over the years and has had the pleasure of cultivating a relationship with you and talking to you. Mark Levin has anywhere from 12 to 15 million listeners, for all I know. Your radio show is sensational. You have a profound impact as a white Jewish conservative in the United States of America. That is the profound impact you have, and it's still not enough for you. Now imagine what it is for the black man or woman out there coming from a disenfranchised community that doesn't have nearly your cachet. Imagine how helpless they feel. No, 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 no. There's a personal life. That, hold on. There's a personal life. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we haven't talked. And we'll, we should do this next week. Too. There's a personal life. Mm-hmm. And then there is the system. One of the things we right. haven't talked about is personal responsibility and personal accountability. Right. Th- that's different in your own home, with your own family, with your own spouse, if you have a mm-hmm. spouse, your kids, then the system. And so right. I'm kind of running out of time. Can we do this next week? Actually, I'm not oh, here oh, part of oh, next. The week oh, after oh, next. Well, listen, well, whenever, whenever you need me, you know that. I've been, listen, I'm not running from this conversation. Hold on now. When I Kellerman is sick, you should, I don't know enough about sports. That won't work. Listen, listen. They, they, everybody ain't ready for us, Mark. Me and you together, come on now. Everybody, <laughs> come on now. 
Carmona. I don't think right. ESPN is. No offense. That that much I know. I got you. I got, they're ready for me, though. They're ready for me. I don't know if they're ready for the both of us together. I, I, that might be a little bit too much. So next time I want to talk about something that's rarely talked about, personal responsibility. All right. And I, I think, and, and by the way, I think that's part of the reason you see all this, part of the reason you see a lot of crime, and particularly this murder thing. I, this is something that needs to be addressed by this society. It definitely needs to be addressed. It definitely needs to be addressed. Black folks cannot be absolved from our role and our blame or our level of blame in certain things, but neither can white folks. And that's what we have to understand, and that's why I require the conversation. By the way, did you see that UFC fight with Daniel? Sorry, folks, I'm into this. Daniel Cormier, he's a class act, don't you think? He is. He's class personified. He really, really is, and he always has been. And by the way, he's an exceptional announcer. He yeah. does a great, great job, and that's why this is probably was his last fight in an 11-year career, a heavyweight and lightweight champion simultaneously. Uh, the class he showed years ago when he was supposed to fight hated rival John Bones Jones. Oh, yeah. And, John, and, and Bones Jones tested positive and couldn't fight. And the class that he showed with that guy that he absolutely hated, knowing that the guy had an issue, that the guy had a problem, really shows you the kind of human being that Daniel Cormier is. He's a special special dude, but he's an extraordinary uh, a fight analyst, a uh, color commentator. He does a phenomenal job, and he's going to have a bright future outside the octagon. Make no mistake about that. All right, Stephen A., God bless, my friend. God bless. Take it easy. All right, Go take on. care. You too. He's a good man. He's a good man. Now, people want us to get into these, these, these bruiser um, sort of a brass knuckle fights. Why? We don't always agree. You heard that. On the other hand, there are some issues I'd like to address. I can't bring them on next week because uh, I'll explain this to you uh, tomorrow. But the, the, the week after, sure. But notice he's on Westwood One. You know the likelihood of me on ESPN, Mr. Producer, is zero to none. But the truth is, I can't keep up. There's some sports I'm very interested in, but I can't keep up with the... Uh, when they're talking about, you know, they're all like the Rain Man when it comes to uh, the various players and their backgrounds of what college they went to and what they had for lunch. And I, I'm, I can't do, I can do that on history. I just can't do that in sports. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S.
If you're in the path of this Hurricane Laura that is now a Category 4, sustained winds of 145 miles an hour, get the hell out of there. You only have three or four hours now to get out of there. I'm not kidding. All right. Jim, El Paso, Texas, XM Satellite. Jim, go right ahead, please. Hello, sir. How are you today? Okay, thank you. Good. Look, um, I'm a police officer here in El Paso, Texas, Mm -hmm. and and I wanted to talk to you about that incident in Kenosha and and just just tell you how sick and tired I am of people getting on the radio and on the news, and especially these NBA stars and stuff that know nothing about being a cop, telling Mm -hmm. us how we should subdue these people and how we're supposed to do our job. And, And... most of them have never been in a fight. Oh, first of all, they tried a taser, and it didn't do anything. Exactly. And, and I've been in that situation, sir. And you, you can tase somebody, and the fight just keeps going because they're in a mental state that, that they, don't, they feel no pain. I've been in situations where it's taken five or six of us to hold the man down to handcuff him. So when I hear people like LeBron James and these people tell me, well, you could just subdue him and tackle him, number one, you can't. You know, they tried. Number two, you don't know if he has a knife in his waist belt or a gun in his waist belt. You don't know what you're getting into, so you have to go to that next level of force because it's, it's us. We have to protect society. So, so when he opens the door and reaches in there, now we know there was a knife on the floorboard. Absolutely. He, he, and, and when that happens... It's, it's not so cut and dry as people try to make it out to be, is it? No, it's not. And, and I've, I've been involved in a shooting, sir. And you have a split second to decide whether you're going to take that man's life or not. And then you live with that decision. And, and you, you can't take a chance of saying, well, I hope he doesn't turn around and stab me because we have a reactionary gap of about 10 feet that he can charge us and stab us before we can even pull our weapon and shoot because our reaction time is slower than action. Look, I, I have told my kids, and it was told to me by my dad, if you're stopped by an officer, just do what the officer asks you to do. If you have an issue, you'll deal with it later. Absolutely. And, and, and my, I've never, I've been an officer for a long time, sir. I'm a patrol supervisor. I've never arrested anybody based on color. I've never seen that happen. And, and if I'm not mistaken, in the United States this year, there's been like 110 civilian black people killed and like 580 civilian white people killed. Now, yes, I, I don't know the situation in all 111 of those, but I guarantee you that 99.9% of them were not done out of racism. Maybe all right, my of- friend. All right, you be safe out there. I want to go to Paul, Bronx, New York, the great WABC retired NYPD detective. How are you, sir? Uh, good to talk to you, Mark. My <clears> pleasure. You just had some, actually had some valid points. In reference to uh, Republican politicians can be just as... Uh, All right, we're going to dump that. Uh, okay, was that some kind of fake? I think it was. All right, you got through one in a hundred. John, Burbank, California, 870, the answer, the great KRLA. Go. Uh, all right, Mark. So it, there's on average 2,400 daily police report filed field contacts and welfare checks across the United States. 2,400 on average. Some more some days, less other days. That's, that's been, that, there you go with the little statistic. Now, I'm going to say this. This is a very important statement I'm going to make. 
Systemic racism is the golden calf and the golden goose to the globalist Marxist left, the deep state, and the majority of the American Democrat Party. Always has, always will be. It has made more mortgage payments, more car payments, and put more groceries on the table than... All right, thank you for your call. Where are we getting these nuts from? I argue against systemic racism, but I don't, I don't make the points that you make. Just saying. Just saying. Alex, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. My city where I was born. Hey, WPHT, our great affiliate. Go right ahead, Alex. Yeah, I just want to let you know that I really um, appreciate the way that you have taken in Stephen A. Smith, and I love the way that... uh, How do you know I've taken him in and he hasn't taken me in? (laughs) (laughs) I I really think you're doing a great job, man, and I just want you to know that I'm African-American, I'm a conservative, I've been so for 10 years, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller, and I really want to thank you for the great work that you do. It was really hard for me to uh, become a conservative. Um, I remember Stephen A. when he was in Philly, and I got to tell you, it's it's very hard for us. Let me, Alex. I got to run because of the music. Call again. I appreciate it. He's a very unique and uh, intelligent man, and I very much enjoy talking to him. All right, you're all heroes out there, and I will see you tomorrow. God bless. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.